Yes, truly, one day we will be in his presence and will be perfected, singing his praise. One day we will be conformed to the image of Christ. One day, as we sang earlier, we shall be with him and we shall be like him. And I wanted to just share a few thoughts on what that idea, what effect that can have on our current life, on our current everyday decision-making, our everyday um, actions, the way we live in this world. What does the thought that one day we will be like Jesus, conformed to his image, what effect can that have now? A lot of you, uh, I'm sure, have used GPS recently on your phone or on your car, and um, you might have had that experience where you're driving along and you miss your turn um, and uh, start wandering off, and you get that little notification, make a U-turn make a u-turn i remember when maurice was young we were going somewhere and uh yeah he, he remembers we were trying to find chase bank apparently and um everywhere we went you just heard this make a u-turn make a u-turn we were obviously going the wrong way but it's we couldn't find our way but you know where does that come from where does that course correction come from it's because the end destination is coded into the GPS. It's that destination that keeps pulling us back when we wander off the path. You know, if that end destination wasn't entered in and you took a left-hand turn when you should have made a right-hand turn, there would be no warning. There would be no uh, recalibrating or reconfiguring the course. And so as a believer, as unrealistic as it might seem, it's important for us to remember, one day I will be like Christ. One day I will be conformed to his image. It doesn't look like it now. I have a lot of faults. I make mistakes every day. But I need to keep him in front of my vision. So that when I do go off the path, I can feel that course correction pulling me back towards my destination. I can feel that move of the Holy Spirit saying, make a U-turn. Turn back to me. Turn back to the path. And that way, uh, I'll waste less time. I'll waste less of my life going off on the way of the Gentiles, as the New Testament puts it, I'll waste less of my life pursuing goals that will simply be burned up, and instead, I'll live more of my life to the glory of the God who saved me. So I wanted to just turn to three passages in the New Testament where we have that thought of being conformed to his image, where we have it right at the front of the apostles' minds. And what effect can that have on us 
as believers. So the first one is in a really well-loved passage of scripture in Romans chapter 8. Something that we turn to often. Romans 8. We turn to this passage often, I think, because we need it often. We oftentimes need to be reminded of these spiritual truths. And that's why this is a, a great chapter of the Bible to read every now and then, to commit portions of it to memory so that you can meditate on it, that the Spirit can bring it to mind so that it can be that course correction when you go off, um, veer off the pathway. But the passage I have in mind starts in verse 28 and goes on to, I think, 34. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And we know that verse really well, but it's good to see it in its context also. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Why does Paul say this here? Why does he bring this powerful truth to the mind of the Roman saints? It's so that they will not lose heart. It's so that they will be encouraged as they struggle in this life. Because as he goes on to say in the rest of this passage, this is where we have that beautiful truth. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It doesn't matter if you go through suffering, if you go through persecution, if you go through failure, even personal failure. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. How can we know? We know because God predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son before the foundation of the world. That is your end destination as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You will get there. How do we know that? Because he is faithful. The work that he has begun, he will bring it to completion. And so it's important to have those just huge spiritual truths in mind so that as we're going through these little experiences in life, we don't get discouraged. We need to know something bad happened to me this week. Or maybe even I did something bad this week. That is one of those all things that he is going to work to my good and to his glory. That is one of the things that God in all of his wisdom is going to weave together into a beautiful tapestry as I am conformed to the image of his son. It helps us to get up and dust ourselves off and get back into the race. So this is sort of the first passage where we see that idea that we will be conformed to the image of his son and what effect that can have on us. The second one is in the next book of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 
We sang a little bit about it this morning. Whoops. Second Corinthians. Sorry. Sometimes it's easy to get our Corinthians mixed up. Second Corinthians three. In 2 Corinthians 3, we, I know we've spent a lot of time with this passage recently in our Bible study. Uh, not recently, but over the past uh, couple mo- few months. And uh, we don't need to, uh, to go into depth here. But this beautiful image at the end of chapter 3, it reminds us of the person of Moses, right? It reminds us of when Moses was on top of the mountain communing with God, what effect did that have? When he came down from the mountain, his face was shining to the point where they couldn't even look on him. He was being conformed to the image of God as he beheld his glory. He was experiencing the powerful transformation, even just a taste of it, that we are going to experience uh, throughout eternity and eventually end up in the presence of God, fully conformed to his image. And so Paul is able to say towards the end, this miraculous truth, but we all, right? That is the, that's the power. This comes in verse 18. Uh, I can start back in 16. It says, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image, into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So Paul is able to say, this thing that you read about Moses, this one unique person in all the millions of Israel at the time, it's true of all of us. We all, as we behold the Lord, as we behold his glory in the reading of the word, as we behold his beauty, um, as we see the life that he lived, We see the glorious truths that he taught. As we watch that, as we look at it with our eyes of faith, the Spirit of God is transforming us step by step, one little bit at a time, into the same image. Isn't that amazing to think about? It turns our personal time with the Lord, it turns it into a cosmic experience. It's not just oh, I'm just going to read my Bible for five minutes and then go about my day. That process that you're undergoing, that activity that you're engaging in as you wake in the morning and bow before the Lord and say, speak to me, show me the Lord Jesus this morning. As you, that activity is transforming you into the image of the divine uh, son. It's not a small thing. This is what happens when we sin? What happens when we fail? A lot of times we close our Bibles 
and we get discouraged and we say, well, you know, I messed up. I'll have to wait and get myself back together and then I'll come back to the meeting or then I'll open my Bible again. Don't wait. When you fail, when you mess up, when you go off track, open your Bible. Return to him. It says, when you turn to the Lord, we all with unveiled face are being transformed. You know, I think uh, I remember when I was young, I used to walk a lot in the woods. And I remember seeing this tree. I, I'm sure that you all have seen something like this before. Um, it grew sideways. It looked like, you know, it, it fell like it, at one point it had fallen. It was basically growing almost parallel to the ground. And then about six feet over, it turned up and it was growing straight up. What happened to that tree? Well, at some point, maybe a storm had knocked it over and it had fallen, but gradually, what, what happened? It was growing towards the sun. And so it grew upward, reaching for the sun. This is the same as you and me. Jesus Christ, his divine image is the sun. He is pulling you toward himself. When you fall, don't just lay there. He is going to draw you back to himself. He is that divine destination that is going to allow you to make the U-turn in your life, bringing you back into conformity to himself. So when you struggle in this life, when you make mistakes, don't let them derail you. Get back up, dust yourself off, and return to the path. One last passage in 1 John chapter 3, where we see all of this come together in a beautiful way, um, bringing those ideas from the hymn right to the front of our minds, that we will be like him. And what impact is that going to have on your life and on mine? 1 John chapter 3. This is really a, an amazing section of the scripture. John was gifted with a visionary insight into the Lord, and he was able to bring these eternal truths to the saints of God, but not in a way that was so heavenly minded, it was no earthly good. Instead, he was able to present these eternal truths in a way that would transform their earthly existence, and make them more like Christ. I'd like to read, picking up in the end of chapter 2, this is in verse 28, 1 John 2, 28, and now little children abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence, and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he's righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, 
because we shall see him as he is. And then this important verse. Everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Let this be the effect on us as well. When we sing these truths in our hymns, when we read them in the word, that we will be like him one day. Let that have an effect on how you live now. Purify yourself now as he is pure. Live a life of righteousness now as he is righteous. Let your end destination guide your every turn. And sometimes you'll make mistakes. Sometimes you'll overshoot the mark. Sometimes you will take a left when you should have taken a right. But hear the voice of the Spirit telling you to turn around and submit to him. Submit to him that you might be able to return to the way of righteousness, walking slowly, step by step, towards that glorious destination of being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God, our God and Father. Amen. 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 Um,